Hello, hello, and welcome to Love Unlocks. I'm Heinz Winkler, and this is the program where we chat to amazing people with awesome stories about how God's love has unlocked their lives and certain aspects of their lives. And it's brought to you by our ministry, Love Key, where we believe that healthy families build a healthy nation. And uh, we, we want to minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. And uh, I love chatting to people that, has, that have had an impact on my life and inspired me and encouraged me in different ways. Some of the people you will know, some of them you may not know, um, and but the, all of them have incredible stories of how God's love has made such a huge difference in their lives. And today we have the amazing privilege of chatting to uh, a fairly new friend of mine, someone I met fairly recently. Um, it was at the end of last year. I got to do a um, a I went to their conference in Rustenburg, and that's where their church is, His Vision Church. It's a, it's an amazing church, amazing family. This is Pastor Francho with his wife, his kids, uh, him in action, uh, doing some stuff in the community. They've, they've recently gone out and helped some people. So I want you to give a big round of applause wherever you are right now for Pastor Francho Berger. Yay! Woo! Welcome to Love Unlocks. It's so great to have you here. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for the privilege and welcome, everybody. Yeah, we have people logging in from all over. Uh, your church here in Helderberg, they are watching. Hello, His Vision Helderberg. Uh, Sean P. Hi, Helderberg. Sean P. Thank is you. watching. Shawnee, welcome. I actually met you the same time as Hi, I met bro. Pastor Francois. So cool. Calvin is on board. He helped us out with the technical stuff today. We've got Mary Libber, Andre Kutsia, Lorette Maret, so many people logging on. It's so great to see you guys. Thank you for joining us. What a wonderful day it is. What, uh, how are you doing? Uh, and how is Rustenburg weather-wise, uh, the vibe with people? How's people feeling? How, how are you and your family coping with this whole thing? How's it going there? Well... It's going well. God has been so, so good to us. And um, it's quite cold here in Rustenburg. But <laughs> let me tell you, with this whole um, environment and even through this lockdown, it's just, you know, for us, we always seek for new opportunities. You know, it's not a threat, it's an opportunity. Opportunity for the church, an opportunity for expansion, opportunity to impact the community. But, um, you know, all of us, just because of the grace and the wisdom of the Lord within our lives, so we are very, very thankful. Everything is, every, everyone and everything is going great, actually, you know, at this point of time That's in awesome. Rustenburg. If I compare ourselves to other people, we can, we can count our blessings, let me tell you, one by one. And it's a really, it's miracles upon miracles. Sure. Now we are thankful, Heinz. Thank That's you. amazing. I love it. I'm so glad. Yeah, I mean, there are there are many stories that I'm hearing of, of people that are going through a very, very tough time. And so I think we are uh, anew grateful for the for the smaller things and the bigger things in life more than ever before, maybe. And uh, anyway, so that's that's great to hear that from you guys. I I spend the first time, uh, first few moments of this interview always asking a few getting to know you questions. Uh, there, there might be people logging on that that may not know you as well as people from your church logging on today. And, uh, and I think it's also just cool to get to know people uh, on, a, on a more intimate level. And when you then hear their story, it's so much more powerful. So um, yes. I, I, I like starting with, with uh, the romance side, the, the marriage side. Um, how, how long 
how long before you and your wife met did you pop the question and and how did that go <laughs> we've been together five years okay. and then we got engaged okay and we are married this year 20 years 20 married, years married i need to say that's amazing years, well done married yeah <laughs> so together already 25 year, years and wow. um, god has placed us with two beautiful children uh Francho and alicia He's turning 18 this year. Uh, Alicia, she's 15. And then also our, uh, our daughter, Courtney. You know, um, we adopted her in 2014. She became part of our family. And what a great blessing. No, we are really blessed. And God has blessed us with a lot of spiritual children. Yes. A lot of spiritual children. <laughs> yeah. That's in amazing. making disciples. And now, when, God is God. So, did you know your wife from university days? Yep, I've met her there. Actually, um, no, I'm lying. <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> don't lie. I was on university. Okay. I, I was on university, and a friend of mine wanted to to get a lift, you know, to get an opportunity to travel and to go and visit these two beautiful girls. And um, so I said, okay, I have a vehicle. Let me take you. I have a car. And on arrival, I saw my wife, Audrey. And um, right there, um, both of us, it was love at first sight, and I've decided next time when I when when I go to that house, I will not take my friend anymore with me. So um, uh, he lost his girlfriend, and I <laughs> I got a girlfriend, and she became my wife. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so good. It, when you when you knew, you knew, <laughs> and nothing was going to stand in the way. No way. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Um, and then you guys, you, you knew each other for five years. And, and then what, what sort of, when, when did you realize that I need to now make things serious? I need to actually ask this lady to, to be my wife. Well, I, as you know, I was a first year. She was like in, uh, what do I call it today, in a grade, uh, grade 11 and um okay you know, so that we was you guys were quite much young. Too young all right <laughs> yeah so we're still young and you yeah. know and i need to learn a lot of things and as we have matured and a relationship matured we have realized and back then you know i'm i'm thanking god for great mentors great mentors that god has placed within our lives so since the beginning even uh, uh, the mentors that mentors uh, mentored us in our relationship uh, uh, Dr. Rudy and Don Hoffman back then, um, still they—I mean—they uh, married us, and you know they lured us into ministry and all of that. You know, so I believe, Heinz, when when you trust God for the right people at the right place for the right purpose, there's always this divine prophetic fulfillment, and it really yeah. happened to us. That's awesome. Yeah, that's actually amazing yeah. that that you know you were able to meet at such an early age and have such a long time to get to know each other, really become close and yeah, that's awesome. So at, you were about, what then, like 24 when you finally popped the question? Yes, yes, right. yes, yes. Are you, are you mm. a, a romantic? Did you do a whole thing or was it just like, I think it's time, let's do this? You know, if, if I think back, um, I. 
I, I, I will not say I'm not romantic anymore, but I was very, very romantic. I mean, I've played my cards right. Well done. Well done. Was that, was that something that yeah. sort of came out of your heart or did, did someone also mentor you and like, okay, so this is how you do it? No, I, I need to say, you know, uh, I had a lot of ideas, you know. Okay. And um, uh, no, yeah, no, it, it came quite natural. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I no, it. I don't because I don't love to read books, you know. So, um, <laughs> no, no, but really, we as we look back, you know, it's really it was it's a great journey and thankful to the Lord. Yeah, that's awesome. May we know how you did pop the question? Was that a secret? Maybe some guys can catch <laughs> some tips, you know, can help them when they do the pop the question. <laughs> Yay. It it happened a long time ago, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, but but let me tell you I'm putting uh, you on the spot. Was, Sorry, man. It just happened, man. We we couldn't we couldn't wait to get married. You That's know, we, awesome. we really and what I what I want to say is this back then already, you know, um we really had a a powerful, intimate relationship with our Holy Spirit, both of us. And God will always uh, meet you on the level of your expectation. And if you truly, truly trust God for the, for the right person in your life, you know, for the right spouse, I, I, I promise you God will send somebody your way on a supernatural way. And we knew, we knew since then, you know, um, that this is the will of God. And so, so to pop a question, it was actually a, a, a matter of timing, you know. And um, wow. I remember I've asked her, I took it to Sun City for the day and so, and then there I've popped the question and all, like everybody on my knees with a rose in my hands and, you know, ask her if she will marry me and she was very happy and I was very happy that she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like that say, moment. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> so when, when you think of your wife, what what is the first word that pops into your mind? Oh, loving kindness. My wife is a revelation of a loving kindness of God. I I, I promise you, wow. she's she's incredible, yeah, really. And even to other people, even to the, and it's increasing day by day. So I'm actually astonished by the fruit of the spirit of God, you know, within a life, but her ability to, to be humble, to me, to be meek and always loving. I mean, she really knows how to love her enemies. She knows how to <laughs> love people back to life. Wow. People can backstab whatsoever, do whatsoever that can't change her heart. It's really, it's, 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 it's like we say about what kindness, but the definition for kindness, we would say, it's to give your best on your worst day to people who does not deserve it at all. That is to be kind. For that, you need the Holy Spirit, by the way. Yeah. And um, it's not a good attitude for me. It's supernatural. And so my wife is the expression of God's loving kindness, really. Wow. I've, I've never heard that definition of kindness. That is a really good definition. Where, where did you hear that or did you make that up? No, 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 no. Um, I have a great pastor in my life, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, we, and all great truths should be repeated. Yes. Right? Okay. And, I'm, I um, need to. Yeah, I need so to write that down. It's a great one. Yeah. I love that. That's powerful. Yeah. And then you've got you've got two beautiful children, or three beautiful children. Yes. Um, 
Can you tell us what, what, when you think of each of them, what is the, the word that comes to mind for each of them as well? Well, um, for my son, I would say he's very focused and um, he's a very humble, meek person and, um, you know, very loyal. Uh, Alicia, she's a rabadu, you know, um, woman of God. <laughs> she, 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 she's really, she's flooded with energy. And, um, yeah, so I, I pray for her husband. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> now already <laughs> but, but both of them are serving the Lord my son wants to become a pilot you know he's, he's already preparing himself to go to flight school wow awesome and Alicia you know she Alicia whatsoever she does she, it's successful she's so talented God has blessed her with his amazing ability to worship and to lead worship God great God, her with his amazing voice um, in both of my children, I can see things that I've desired from God over these years. Wow. And God gave those things to me, but through my children. And I can see those qualities. Wow, that's what special. What we have trusted God. I love yes. that. That's so good. Um, and for Courtney, yeah. Courtney is, like, Courtney is like, like Pastor Audrey. She's like Audrey, my wife. I mean, she just loves people. And um, I, I think how deeper the pit, how greater the anointing, there's a great anointing upon that young woman of God to restore broken hearts, you know, and it's anointing. It's a ministry. Jesus is the healer of broken hearts. And when, I, when, I, when I'm thinking of Courtney, I, 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 the, the word uh, healer of broken hearts, it's, it's coming into my heart. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, love it. That's so good. Um, I see that... Uh, Sean P. believes that if you give Pastor Francho a stake, everything else ceases to exist. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have Which to I have to ask what what does he mean by that? Is 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 a steak your favorite food? Uh, he's talking about steak. Yes. Hey man, yeah no, it's um that's that's amazing, really. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. When, when I when I when I got to when I got to visit uh, your house, uh, I need to tell people this. There's at the back of the house. I guess this is how it is when you live in that area. You know, there's this massive lapa with a huge space for fire, people to sit around, and and there's just always meat on the grill, and it's a massive grill. I mean, they can grill. A whole animal on there if they wanted to i've never seen anything <laughs> like it it's it's awesome and we had some great we had some great steak apologies to all the the vegetarians out there but uh <laughs> it's it's uh it's good to love meat i think so anyway but uh, so on that note what is what is your favorite type of meat your favorite type of steak well i love uh, beef fillets and um yeah, a nice prepared beef fillet. The pastor Cole Martin's our church. He's one of the great people who knows how to prepare a piece of meat. And uh, with those guys around me, I'm very happy. Thankful <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> they are, they prepare a good God offering. Never said, God, God didn't say to Peter, God didn't say to Peter, uh, 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 peel the fruit and eat. He has said, slain and eat, you know? So it's a very important revelation. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so good. <laughs> um, you, I know that you get to travel quite a bit overseas and locally. Um, what, what is it mm. that you really love about traveling and doing what you do? And what maybe do you not enjoy as much about traveling? I mean, when we get to travel again in, in, the, in the new future, we, oh. we hope, what would that be? Um, you know, we're quite connected to the United States and um, the, some of our pastors, we have pastors there also, and one of our pastors that is part and part of the East Vision Network, Pastor Charles and Nancy, they are living there in San Diego. So God is busy with great work there, especially up in, in Mexico because um, San Diego is quite close to the border. And um, so God really opened up doors. But what I love about traveling is not just to see the places but to meet the people and to be a blessing to people, you know. And um, not that we say that we have everything, but I believe we have a great testimony. God, you know, uh, helped us with a lot of things. Uh, what I call apostolic strategy, wisdom unto the church, to make churches very powerful, very effective for the time. And to empower pastors, God really gave me a heart for pastors. Um, which is a apostolic grace upon upon this ministry, and so so we just love to love on people. It's all about loving God and loving people. What I hate about traveling is to going through all the borders, and um, I have quite a couple of stories, especially the last one when I went to Bogota, Colombia, at the conference of Pastor Caesar, yeah, um, uh, Pastor Caesar Castellanos, and to and we traveled through through San Diego through Mexico, you know, Tijuana Airport, Mexico Airport, from there we flew out to Bogota, Colombia, and back. And the traveling through, <laughs> traveling through, through Mexico, it was not so easy. Like the border controls have been very strict. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can't, I can't speak Spanish. Thank the Lord, Pastor Charles. He, he helped me out there. But, I mean, they really, they've been rude, some of those people. And next to me, on my way back, there was like uh, uh, what they call a mule, a, a drug runner, a guy who's running drugs. He's, he's a carrier oh, man. of drugs. And on the Tijuana airport, and I have the Sandy's heart in the aeroplane. I said to my wife, this guy is a drug. He's, 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 <laughs> yeah. he's a smuggler. He's running drugs. He's a mule. <laughs> and um, on our way out, the pol police arrested him, you know. And this, old guy, this guy was the whole time he was with me. So it's all those funny kind of things on traveling when God is sending you to places where other people don't even want to go. And uh, that is the funny part. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that, but that, it's always amazing. <laughs> and I know that you've been doing quite a, quite a lot of work with pastors in KwaZulu-Natal. How is that going now that you can't physically go to them? Are you, are you doing it uh, on Zoom or how are you guys following up in that way? Yeah, you know, we, we try to stay connected, um, uh, you know, all over where, where we have pastors, even the pastors, the, 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 the real challenge is not KwaZulu-Natal, it's pastors in Zimbabwe and those places where really struggle with the internet structure, you know, the, in, the infrastructure at, at this moment, wow. and they really suffer. So for me, it's a, it's, it's a great challenge um, to, to pray for those people. I, I believe when we pray and intercede, we actually mingle our faith um, where they thought trusting God for God's will and purpose within their lives and 
Um, at this moment, it's very tough to get food or of any resources of any kind to them, you know. The only thing is you can send through money. And at the end of the day, you know, they pay like for 50 kilogram of maize, they'll pay a thousand rand, you know, because sure. of the inflation rate. So, so people, they, and I also want to ask people, please pray for pastors, pray, because it's pastors who need to keep the flock uh, strong, the yeah. people focused. Wow. Know? And um, so we do, we use the technology to it, to it maximum, you know, and I believe like all of us, but God really helped us with a strong team, and we use a lot of Zoom meetings and whatsoever. And even pastors in Pakistan, Pakistan pastors who are so hungry for the truth, hungry for the things of God. But it's a challenge sometimes to communicate. And what I have every Saturday, Saturday morning, I have like a, a, you need to register. But if you're a pastor of a church, we have leadership training, you know, as a session of impartation, leadership impartation in the last of pastors. So most of That's the Saturdays, awesome. Saturdays, as people book, we are available and we do whatsoever. And then another thing that we do, we, we use WhatsApp. So all the voiceover, you know, um, we compress the data, we put it on WhatsApp and we put them on different WhatsApp zones and send that via the WhatsApp through so that they can have a voiceover and then we'll send them literally pictures of all the notes so that they can read through the pictures and get the notes of the different books that we are working through. And then from there, they can have a voiceover and listen to it and share it with their friends and family and colleagues. Yeah, so we, we try to do whatsoever we can. Canons, yeah. If, uh, if someone yes. is listening or watching that, that is a pastor that would like to uh, get that, those teachings, how, how do they register for that? Well, they can, they can download the app on App Store. It's for free. It's Vision Church. Download the app. Or they can just send me a mail at Francois, Francois, F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S, Francois, at hisvision.co.za. Just send me a mail and uh, we will respond via uh, 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 invitation. That's awesome. Thank and you so much for doing that. Yeah. What, a, what a great investment in leadership. That's really, really cool. Um, is there is there a, a nation or a place that that you still desire to visit to whether it's for ministry or maybe just for a family holiday? Where do you guys still want to go and and uh, and see or experience? <laughs> well, um, I've promised Audrey um, next year we will be married twenty one years. I promised uh, on, a, on a on a boat cruise around the uh, um, Greek islands, you know, and nice. um, to go to Venice and all those places in Rome and to see Rome and Italy, you know, all those places there. Wow. Um, actually, I, we had booking, but then it was lockdown and it oh. didn't work out. So trust God that everything will be normal. <laughs> Not <laughs> too normal, it will be normal. Yeah. And then, then we'll, we, we'll, be, we'll be on our way to go and see that and... Um, Yes, um, ministry, I, I really trust God that he will open up doors, uh, more doors for us in Europe and um, even places like Russia. Um, that is, that's another place that God is really pressing upon our hearts. You know, there's great people in Russia, great pastors. Wow. Pastors that is, that, 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 that is pastoring great churches in Russia. Yeah, nice. So we would love to, to go 
Mm. So you don't speak Mexican, oh, I mean Spanish, but can you, it's Mexican, sorry. You don't speak Spanish, but can you speak Russian? <laughs> yes, I can. You can? Yeah. That's impressive. Okay, so Russia should be on the no, list. I'm lying, I'm lying. You're kidding. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of that no, old Tola van a Merwe grappie where they just speak Afrikaans a little bit yeah. differently than it sounds like Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. I'm Franzok on Rustenburg. That's say. Who can prate us Russian with my car? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> you, you've had, you've, you've yeah. obviously already had quite a full life. You are making a huge impact for the kingdom. Um, at this stage of your life, if you, if you dream of what you would still like to achieve uh what what has god laid on your heart what is what would you say is a is your biggest life dream that you still want to achieve in your lifetime sure i i think whatever i dream it's it's much too small you know um in comparison that god has prepared for us yeah. and because the bible says god god has power to give far beyond and above, you know, abundantly above what we can ask and pray for. But um, I really, you know, like Paul has come to a place where he said, listen, I pray that the works and my labor will not be insignificant. And um, I'm at a place to see our children's children. You know, I believe a good father will have inheritance for his children's children. But that same passion, that same compassion, that same anointing, that same conviction will rest upon our spiritual children's children, you know, and that they will really start to push and run this race and um, and that in this process to fill this over the knowledge of the glory of God, like the waters covers the sea. I just pray for that visible multiplication uh of the glory of God, the manifestation of God's glory over this world, you know, like a tsunami, like never before. That is that is my biggest dream, Heinz, you know, that the, the end-time prophecies, you know, uh, will will be fulfilled in, in our midst, you know, and they'll not hear about the things, but we'll, we'll experience it and really have the ability not only to spirit a new dimension, but to lead people into those pastures, you know, and that for the, the generation to come will say, you know, we walk with supernatural, natural. Things that was tough for us will become easy for them. Yeah. You know? Wow. And, um, and that, that, the, that the generations that is taking over will really push, push the dream of God to another level, you know. And that is, that is my dream. I love it. That's yeah. so good. So I'd love to... We've, we've kind of established uh, all these things now. And so take us back to the moment where you gave your life to Christ for the first time, where you realized, you know, this, this is different. This is not just, you know, culturally correct or something my parents did or whatever, but, but I made a decision to, to follow Jesus. And, and from that point uh, going forward, how, how did God's love unlock certain areas of your life as you eventually stepped into ministry and started family all that kind of stuff wow that is quite a question but um uh, i was i had a 
I mean, both of my parents were serving the Lord. I grew up in a great, great family. Um, always surrounded with great, amazing men and women of God. My grandmother was a great prophetic intercessor. She really prayed for us. And I believe um, I am and, and our family were a result of who she was, you know, as a prayer warrior. At the age of seven, seven years old, I had this amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. And since then, uh, in fact, I was baptized with the Holy Ghost. And um, since then, I had this desire for the presence of God you can't tell. So it, wow. if, if we had a cell or a, you know, a gathering on our farm and other children will go and play, I want to be in God's presence. When mm. people are playing, I want to pray. So I just had this anointing upon me since then. It was 1983. I remember when when I encountered God in 1983. And um, God just gave me the desire for the Holy Spirit, for the supernatural presence of God, you know. And then in wow. 24 January 1988, I had another huge encounter about what happened in the church. Uh, back in 1983, no, nobody was with me. I've just started to pray. And God baptized me by the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, by the way, and nobody prayed for me. Wow. It just happened. Yeah. And I, myself, I really couldn't understand. I really didn't understand what has happened. But in 1988, I had another supernatural encounter of God. And um, I still have a Bible here where I wrote in Afrikaans, the year is my harder, 24 January uh, 1988. And I had this, I, I, the other day when I preached about the Good Shepherd, I said to the people, some people know the song, but I've made the offer of a song, 24 January 1988. And um, so as time went by, you know, in our upbringing, you know, go through high school, yeah, and they, I, as I look back, how God has protected me from wrong people, heading to the wrong places for the wrong purpose. And that will cause a lot of disappointment, but how God has protected me from all the onslaughts of the enemy, and um, although I had my times, my ups and downs, God is being faithful. The Bible says what God has started, He will finish within our lives. And um, I had this challenge in my health, you know, um, a cerebral palsy, but to another degree where we would say on the left side of my face, where the doctor has said it might become permanent. Wow. I was like paralyzed up in my shoulder sure. or down in my shoulder. And, and uh, I remember now my standard nine year, it happened to such a degree that Will says I need a brain operation. And I remember my pastor said to me, you stand and you look at the mirror of his word. As you stand and, br stand and brush your teeth in the morning, you look at the natural mirror, you take that Bible. It's, your, it's a, this mirror of the Holy Spirit. And you see yourself aware of God's scriptures is seeing and portraying you. And you give God thanks. And praise for Isaiah 53 verse 5, by stripes you are healed. And I did that and did that. And, and everywhere I went, without knowing, starting to, to testify. And one night I remember I was praying because I was telling people the faithfulness of God, how God is busy to healing me. And one older lady came to me and says, I'm, I'm making a mockery of God because everybody can see I'm not healed. And I says, yeah, that's what you can see. But what the word of God is saying, by stripes I'm healed. And that very night, I had another encounter with God. Yeah. And the Lord, and I was not, I was not one of those kids that were baptized with water because everybody gets baptized with water. Nobody was telling me nothing. I was waiting on the Lord. And that night, the Lord said to me, 
baptized, be baptized and follow me. Mm. And then I said, God, if you heal me, I will work for you. Sure. And uh, Heinz, <laughs> um, I remember uh, that night I went uh, in, in that baptism pool with a paralyzed face. And um, those days, they baptized us in cold water, man. I think they, <laughs> they made sure that you'll never, uh, never forget that, that uh, experience. And um, when they baptized me, this warm hand, like fire, touched my face. And I came out of that bath yield. What? God yield. And since then, in a supernatural way, if I'm in a service, the pastor, when they pray for the sick, Pastors just call me, wait, come and pray for the sick, come. As if the Lord showed them this anointing to you. And um, slowly but surely, God has led me into these things, you know. And um, uh, everywhere I went, you know, people would come from all places just so I can pray for them. And God healed them, you know, in a supernatural way. Sure. And then uh, after school, I forgot about my promise. And I said, now I don't want, I want to make money and I want to sport, study sport and science. <laughs> and in my third year, my last year of sport and science technology, I had this encounter of God, but it was like a pole on the road of Damascus. Uh, I had a three-day encounter of God. I could not get out of my room. And I was weeping and literally slain in the Spirit of, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus appeared to me in a vision. And wow. I was weeping and I asked God, God, where, where is this calling coming from? Yeah. And I fell asleep and I had this dream of 1983. I was young boys walking into this room, putting on this video of who is the Holy Spirit and, and asking God to fill him with the Holy Spirit. And God touched me. Exactly what has happened to me. On the age of seven, I've dreamt it all over. Mm. And I woke up that next morning. I was my final exams to finish my last exams. I've lost my appetite for sport, for sports science. I just want to have Bible and Jesus, Bible and Jesus. I mean, God gave me such a hunger. I walked out of this place and I tell you, where the ministry has started. Everywhere I went, mm. <laughs> it was just the power of God. That was at work in me and through me. And slowly but surely, I remember I've called my father. says, Dad, I studied the wrong thing. I need to go and study theology. He, says, he said to me, well, sorry for you, son. I've done my part. You'll pay for yourself. Oh, man. So I came back. That day, those days, I, 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 I've been, uh, you know, in, 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 in uh, um, helping the schools, you know, with all their uh, off-season rugby and on-season I was working with my father in the family business and I was studying theology, you know, at the same time and preaching on Sundays because every Sunday somebody has invited me somewhere to go and preach. And so these things has just developed and developed and developed. But the, the, one of the things that um, ways how God really unlocked my life is to demonstrate his love. And when God has really set me free, from this racial issue, issues sure. we've been, we've been, uh, we've been from, and um, really washed me and set me free from certain things, you know, to, to take you to the place where you don't know any man anymore according to the flesh. In fact, if you ref if you refer to the image and the likeness of Jesus, 
You don't know a race. You only know a human race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. It's only one race. It's human race, you know. And um, people, people say, I, I'm free from this. I'm free from that. But you're not free unless God has tested your heart. And so as I did ministry, I remember in 1999, we went in full-time ministry. In the year 2000, I went to do crusades all over. And the Lord has sent me up in Africa and Zimbabwe and all over. And I started to do crusades even here in the greater Bojanala district in Rastanuk. And God just started to give me a heart for the people. And even then, I thought this is a complete work. But in, 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 in the year um, 2014, many years after we have started ministry, 2014, when I went to that orphanage and I reached out to the orphanage and I've met our daughter Courtney for the first time. Mm. And when I saw the Lord says, this is your daughter, I want you to take her into your house. Wow. At that point of time, I didn't tell my wife nothing. So we've left the orphanage and my wife said to me, the Holy Spirit said to us, that girl is our daughter and we must take her into her house. Mm. I said, what? <laughs> and, I, and this was such a confirmation and that was really uh, a, a big thing for us because the first thing that went through my mind, what will our family say? What will the community say? What will the church say? Yeah. I mean, we are Afrikaner background. She's Tswana background. You know, at that time, she didn't even know her background, sure. you know, and so she was, uh, our bring was in the orphanage all the years. Wow. And um, then the Lord said to me, go and pick her up. And we went, we picked up her stuff. We brought her here. My wife has prepared her room. God already spoke to us. And Heinz, um, I remember that afternoon when um, she was actually over with all her luggage waiting for us to take her, uh, her to a new safe house. And I said to her, Courtney, we are not going to take you to any, any other house. And I, I remember our eyes. I mean, she was terrified and worried. What now? Yeah. And I said, no. God spoke to us. We want you. We want you to come and stay in this house, yeah. and we want to be your parents. Mm. And um, uh, she was weeping and crying, and 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 since then, this supernatural work of God has started. But you know, people are looking at us and says, "Oh, you are such, such a good people. Look what you have done to Courtney." Let me tell you, it's not about us. God has done something for us. Mm. Courtney, in our lives, God has not sent her to get something to her. Let me tell you, it's to open up our hearts to get God's love to us. Mm. And that is where actual revelation is coming from, from God's actually loving kindness and so. Yeah. And the Lord has said to me, the same anointing that's in your house will come upon your church, will come upon your community, and His vision. That is where actually... Just before that, through this kind of revelation, I've changed the name of our church from Afrikaans' name to the name of His vision because His vision is the vision of Jesus Christ for every church, not just for His vision church. And that is to father the nations. And the Lord has said to me, there will come a fresh, powerful, apostolic, fatherly anointing upon this ministry. And I'll give you, you ask me the nations, I'll give you the outskirts of this world. Mm. Why? It's because our biggest challenge today it's a fatherless generation. Yeah. But, uh, the government cannot resolve that problem. Yeah. You, we can, 52% of our people in the greater Bojanala, Rastamak district do not have running water, man. Sure. Our girls are standing like prostitutes. 
prostitutes on the streets. Sure. In a survival mode. Mm. And, uh, and since God has touched me, I don't see them as other people. I see them as our own daughters because we are the fathers of many nations. The grace that was, re- that, that was entrusted to Abraham, it's our part in Christ. Because Jesus is the father to the father to the fatherless. And we are the way how that will become a revelation and reality unto this world. So good. So I, I'm just trusting God to answer that this great work, God has unlocked his love in my heart. And I tell Courtney, I tell our church what we have in his vision. I, of course, we are not perfect. But what God is doing here, God is doing here that no politician can't do can do no politician can do what god is doing here yeah and um uh, uh, that love of god is is breaking uh, racial barriers is destroying racial and racism it's uh, destroying the works of uh, disunity yeah you know the spirit of the vision is like dust underneath our feet it's it's the love of god that can bring people from different backgrounds and bring them closer that you can say i we are so one in the spirit with courts of love that cannot be broken. Mm. That, uh, that, that you, those who are doing the will of my father, you are closer than a brother. And I see how God is just pulling people from all different backgrounds and tribes together as one family in Christ. Why? Because God is the father of us all. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so to, to make a long story short, uh, that is God has started with us. He started with me. He started with my wife. But I, 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 be, I believe a tipping point of our lives was when, when we obeyed God by allowing God to stay with us so yeah. the Lord could form and form our own hearts from deep within. That's so good. Sure. So the, the, the shift from, I remember you telling me, because we have a mutual friend in, in Philip Pretorius, and that I remember you telling yes. me early on, he challenged this idea of you having a white Afrikaans church only and you thinking that's your calling. And, and then later on that you had the revelation yes. and then you changed, you said you changed the church from Afrikaans name to an English name. And I know re- that recently you even did done away with uh, Afrikaans services and now it's just their services for everybody. Um, how has those changes been received and how have you weathered you know the challenges that came with that because i'm sure there's many pastors that maybe want they know that's the right thing to do but there's fear of you know people walking away people rejecting the idea um and and let's be let's be honest you know there's there's fear of people taking their money away from your ministry how how do we you know as leaders how do we manage those real challenges, but stay true to the Word of God? To make, to, 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 to make such a um, radical decision, such a radical decision, you know, you need to have a conviction from the Holy Spirit. Mm. But as the Church of Jesus, and we call God, God Father, we cannot exclude anybody who God has included Amen. in His death, burial, and His resurrection. Mm. And I'm fa- I'm thankful to God those times those days of with Philip Pretorius. You know what I've learned back then, and I'm talking about 1997, 1998. Man, it's a long time. It's, a, it's many years ago. But yo, you never tell God you will not. You will not do this. <laughs> you will not. Those days, 
I couldn't even speak of um, English. Sure. I mean, I really struggled with English, you know. And um, I've said I'll never preach English. God must never ask me to preach English. I'll never preach to other nations. I've been called for white Afrikaner people because God blessed me with Afrikaans. I know how to preach it. I know the Afrikaans Bible. If God want, if God wanted me to preach to other people, he would, he, I would be born in that fashion or, you know, with that ability to preach, wow. to speak English. And guess what? Suddenly, in, in, in the year 2000, Everywhere I went, it was just Greek and Portuguese people, Greek and Portuguese, Greek and Portuguese. What do they know about? And then I, I, I pitch up in this, this uh, wonderful um, gathering with just the Afrikaans Bible, you know, and I've realized, well, it might be, you know, heavenly goods, but not so earthly effective. <laughs> so, so the Lord taught me a lesson and stretched me little by little. God was very gracious to me. And all that I said to my people, we need to be gracious to other people because look how long and what grace God stretched out towards me or revealed unto me. I mean, God didn't just push me, He lured me into this. Mm. And he, he walked with me, yeah. you know, to the place I could really become and be who God has called me to be. So it's not wow. an easy thing. And many pastors, I'm sure, are not there yet. Therefore, why they need a mentorship or discipleship or, you know, to connect with pastors being around that block, you know, who've journeyed that road, so that they can help them with wisdom how to go through a transition. So this is That's a transition. Good. God started this transition in our lives in, uh, in, in 2011, 2012, it was a Marikana massacre here in Rustenburg, Marikana, where people have died. And, and since then, God really worked in me and, and changed things, you know, and, and um, uh, I'm talking about from just Afrikaans church to multiracial church. And we, we had this Afrikaans services and English services, but at the end of the day, if, if, if you do not represent right, then you cannot bear the fruits, the right fruits at the right places because God knows our hearts, but people is looking at the foreheads. And without knowing what has happened in Rustenburg is, I had the English Afrikaans service and the English service, but it represented apartheid. Hmm segregation sure because who's attending the first service white people yeah. who's attending the second service black people two assemblies underneath one roof wow was not a good idea it helped me for a time but last year november the lord said to me i've called you to be the father of nations mm. and the lord funny enough the Lord took me to a scripture, and we all know the scripture in Acts chapter 2, at the outpour of the Holy Ghost. And we all read the first part, but the, the Holy Spirit came like a great and mighty rushing wind, and like flames of fire uh, on top of each head. There yeah. was a flame for each head. The Holy Spirit gave him the utterance of tongues, and we stopped there. And But if you carry on, the Bible is speaking about nations upon nations, represented in Jerusalem, all gathered, and mm. there was an interpretation of the tongues. How they have praised God in there as individual languages. Yeah. How they have praised God. And the Lord has said to me, the first church that Jesus has orchestrated and has empowered upon this earth, the first blueprint of his heart was a multiracial church. Sure. It was not a church for a nation. Yeah. It was a church of all nations mm. because God father is not Afrikaner 
and it's not a boor, and it's not a twan, it's not a Zulu. All lives matter. Amen. Not just certain lives. So good. Matters. All lives. Mm. Yes. So, the Lord really helped us through that. And um, I needed to make the calculation. A lot of people left me. A lot of, and I'm not shy about it. I mean, I've called my, my white pastor colleagues with Afrikaans churches where it's just catering for white people and said, listen, you guys need to pay me a salary because I'm going to send you a lot of people one of these days. <laughs> but, 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 but I'm begging you, look after them because I love him. And some of us people that walked out on me, man, I, I mean, I, I married the kids. I buried their parents. I... I grew, they, they grew up underneath me. In fact, they've made the Lord underneath my ministry. So it sure. was not a, it was it not the easy thing. We have yeah. hurt and cried a lot. Yeah. And my wife, it was, it was, it, it's a tormenting thing to go through. But imagine. let me tell you, through, us, through all of us, we have learned to trust the Lord and God's grace is efficient for us. As long as I can see the hand of God, mm. you know, uh, I, I, I've, I, I never ask for easy hands. I ask for faith. Wow. Because the Holy Spirit is your only comforter. The moment you end up in a comfort zone as a pastor, you're in trouble. Yeah. Sure. You must get a place where you need the comfort of the Holy Spirit to comfort your heart. Sure. If you are comfortable in your situation, you're in trouble. Mm. Then you'll become stagnant. And, and I have asked God to stretch my heart, to stretch my faith, to stretch my character. Because God knows my heart, man. I love all people, and I love to preach Afrikaans. But that was one of the things that I need to pay, you know, to represent right for, to help South Africa, to, 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 in order for God to entrust us with this nation and the nations of Africa. We need to obey. And on the other side of obedience, there will always be a supernatural relief. So, yes, I've lost people. I've lost income. But let me tell you this one miracle. The first month, I've lost 50,000 rand of income. Sure. Okay? And God has sent someone from a Presbyterian church in Johannesburg calling me and says, God spoke to me. I need to give and sow a 50,000 rand into your ministry. What? From a Presbyterian <laughs> church. Let me That's tell you, Presbyterians know the voice of God, brother. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's powerful. Thank you, but Jesus. Next month, but next month, are you ready? I've lost 250,000 income. Ouch. And God has sent people from outside mm. to sow another 250,000. Let me tell you something. Supernatural. The Lord has balanced our books mm. on a supernatural way. Wow. And I, I tell you, yes, our faith was stretched. Yes, we needed to budget and restructure and things were been much slower. But let me tell you, uh, God will always make it up to you. There's a scripture I'm standing on Ecclesiastes where the word of God is saying, I think it's chapter 4 where it says, If God is in something, it is forever. No one, but no one can take anything away. No one can add anything. I believe this was the test of my life, the test of his ministry. But we are building on the rock. Unless the Lord builds the house, we build in vain. So for me, it was a so great, great test to work through in my character. And it was a test of my heart. And so, so we are much 
We are in a much better place than ever before. And I don't say I'll never preach Afrikaans or I curse Afrikaans. I'll be for the Jews, for the Jews and for the Greeks and the Greeks and whatsoever. But for the now, for where South Africa um, is at, we need to represent right. Because God said to Moses, Moses, because you didn't hallow me before the people, I you will not enter the promised land. You cannot lead my people. So he said to Moses, Moses, you represent my heart wrong before the people. Therefore, you have disqualified your own leadership. Mm. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I refuse to misrepresent your heart. God's heart is a heart of many nations. And Jesus has prepared a place for each and every one of us in so his good. heart. Wow, that's so powerful. Yes, and I, I was, I was going to ask you, what is your message to the Church of South Africa? But I think that is one of the biggest messages we need to hear. And it's something that's, that's been very strong in my heart as well. Um, when I read John 17, Jesus' prayer to the Father, and He prays for His disciples and those that are to follow His disciples, He, I think it's five or six times, He asks the Father that, that we, his disciples, will be one as he and the Father are one. That's a very intimate oneness that he speaks about. And then twice he says, let them be one as you and I are one so that the world will know that you sent me. And when I, when I read that the, yes. the first time, and I've read it a few times since then, and every time I just have this very strong sense that, that we should actually realize that our biggest our biggest evangelical tool is unity and our biggest one of our biggest yes. detractors of spreading the gospel is disunity if you know if the world yes. looks at the church and it goes well that doesn't look like unity that doesn't look like love then they won't believe that Jesus came but unity in the church will bring that message across and i and i think that in many cultures we have this challenge and I mean, I, I grew up Afrikaans, white, and, I, and I've, I've seen this for myself, is we've we created uh, a comfortable version of God, and we've made it part of our culture, and then we worship our culture. And instead of worshiping the God and obeying the God that's the living God, and I think this happens in other cultures as well, and I'm not... You know, like you, I'm not knocking Afrikaans at all. I, you know, God made us for a reason. But if, if we at any point put our culture and our language above His word, above His truth, then we have a problem. Then we're yes. in idolatry. And, and what I'm hearing from, yes. from your message today and your heart and your experience is that we need to always check our hearts as to where is our first love? Is our first love still Jesus and His word and His, are we obedient to that? Or are we sort of just kind of obedient to where it's comfortable and then we want to still do what we want to do? And, and I, yo, that, that, is, that for me is such, a, such an important thing we need to talk about. Amen. Amen. Yes, science. I, I, I tell you, um, South Africa, you know, I always tell people, if you want to get even, you'll never get it. Because the moment you say, I want to get even, and you thrive on the past, mm. um, then you want to play God, you want to play judge. And I, I, I tell you, what we have through the gospel of Jesus Christ, just come back to the Great Commission, where Jesus has said, 
all authority in the heavens and upon the earth, it has been given unto me. Therefore, because of this truth, because mm. of this fact, therefore go and preach this gospel to all the nations. In other words, include them all. Baptize them, all the nations, include them all. And then disciple them, which means father them, teach them to obey. Yeah. Teach him to follow, not just to become believers of Christ, but to be followers of Jesus Christ. And I tell you, this this power of the Holy Spirit, we want to see heaven's authority in its full full capacity in manifestation in our lives. We need to come back to the great commission of Jesus Christ and do what he has said we should do. And that is to, 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 to love people back to life. This is why Jesus has said, this is how the world will see that you're my disciples, the way you love, love one, one another. another. And I yeah. tell you, the love of God, the unconditional love, man, not this conditional love, this unconditional love of God is irresistible, mm. man. Last Thursday evening, I, I, uh, by the way, we're doing another outreach tonight. Last Thursday evening, Thursday evening we took like 92 uh, 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 loaves of bread, not loaves, um, slices of bread and a lot of soup and i'm taking a i took a small team into the streets and uh, you know I, I i've met people sleeping uh, wrapped in plastics in in the field in the bushes yeah. um not because they they are just beggars man they have a job they get a salary but they, they can't afford taxi and and to and and afford a place to stay. Yeah. So they rather stay close to work in the field. Yeah. And they're like, but I came across this one man wrapped in plastics, but he had such much, so much pain. And I've, we have prayed for him. And as I've prayed for him, I mean, this one guy started to cry and says, listen, who are we that, that you guys are willing to come into, into this place to give us the word of God, to pray for us, to, to, to give us the love of Jesus Christ, to give us some hope. And you know what? It, it's not just to reach out and do a good deed. I believe that's not about the food. That is to open up your hearts for the love of God because at the end of the day, it's a perfect love of God that casts out all fear. And that's the test of our Christianity. Of, of our faith because the Bible declares in 1 John 4 verse 8 it says if you do not love you do not know God because God is love sure and uh, it's so important we can't say we love God and we do not love people the whole gospel and uh, you know is, is, is expressed through the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus that is, is loving God and but is loving people and that's the cross of Calvary and that, that is it. And we need to get back to that place because you, you, your ministry is love key. I tell you, it's the key to unlock restoration and wealth over this nation of, uh, and the nations of Africa like never before. I see in, 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 in uh, our church how people get connected from different backgrounds and there's this anointing, this bond of love that is happening between mm. us. And we are so one in the spirit, man. Uh, you know, I tell you, there's people that's willing to die for the cause of Christ. Sure. For the fact that God has placed you in, in their lives and God has entrusted us with one another. And those covenant relationships should be honored. Yeah. But we must not, as the church 
uh, at the point of time we uh, uh, the way we did church we specialized how to keep people out mm. that should be in wow i mean we we tried to convert the converted we tried to keep the, we we tried to keep the, uh 97% of all pastors is trying to keep the 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 3% happy but say that they are born again mm. and it's only three percent evangelism missionaries that's reaching out to the lost to win the lost at any cost and that's for 97 percent that is not that is not actually born again yeah sure and so so we have lost a lot of impact in this world because we have kept the light of this world underneath a bucket and i call that our church buildings and i'm not against church buildings we need a lot of them but the people, we cannot, we are the Church of Christ. And I'm thankful for this uh, time of lockdown where we need to get the revelation. The church building is not the church. We are the church. Amen. We are the hands and the feet of so Jesus good. Christ. And we need to unite. We need to go out as one. It's not uh, nation against nation. It's light against darkness. Mm. And those who call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, everyone who, who, who believe he gave them the power to become children of God. All those who receive the power to become children of God, they are one. They are one body, and Jesus is the head of that body. Lines. And we need to get this, to this revelation. I really pray that God will really come and do a work through our lives like never before in sure. Jesus' name. Amen. That's so good. Yeah. We, we've come on the hour, basically, and, and I think we should, we should bring this to a close. Um, that was so powerful and so insightful. I'm inspired and encouraged and challenged in many ways, and I'm sure the people watching and listening are as well. Can I ask that, that you will, we can end off maybe with uh, an invitation to those who are maybe listening that, that haven't, that, that feel like, man, I thought I was a Christian, but what you're talking about is there's so much more. There's so much more uh, to access with the Holy Spirit and, and to move in that kind of power, to have that love that I can't you know, get in my own strength. It has to come from God. How do I tap into that? If, if you can maybe you know, lead people into a prayer of, of salvation and if they are saved, and the, but they're not you know, operating on, on the level that God can lead them to operate, to to pray into that as well. And, and then if you can end off with a prayer just for those listening and, and for our nation, I would really appreciate that. And then I will end off with a, a prayer Amen. for you guys. Amen. Thank you so much. Before I pray, I just want to say this one thing. When you take an egg and, and it's being broken from the outside, it means the ends of life. I've read it this morning in a little book. But if, if the inward force is breaking from inward, it's, and it's breaking out of, to, to, the, to, to, to the outside. So if it's being broken from inside, that's the beginning of new life. Yeah. And um, this place, our brokenness, in, according to us, it's brokenness. But according to God's work from within our hearts, it's a place of total surrender. And I want to tell someone, it's, buddy, it's not the end. It's not the end of life. It's only the beginning of new life. Because what you experience right now, this confrontation, conflict within you, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that's, that is penetrating our hearts. Amen. And bringing forth His will from deep within. Amen. And I pray that in Jesus' mighty name. So if you are listening and you are trusting God, 
for this supernatural breakthrough and say, Lord, make me the man of God, the woman of God, if you, you have called me where you have, have called me to be, then I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, say with me, dear Jesus, I give you the praise for this opportunity. I surrender, Lord. For me, it's a place of burnout, but according to your word, this is a place of total surrender. I come like a prodigal son, and I say, Father, make me, make me the man, make me the woman of God, make me the person who you has called me to be. And I thank you, Father, that you're doing a great work, and the work that you have started in my life, you will finish it. Thank you that you'll connect me to the right place, with the right people for the right purpose, for your will be done. Therefore, I pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Father, I repent. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from my past. Cleanse me from pains of the past. Cleanse me from fear for failure, fear for disappointments. And let your, love of, let your love come and take control from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name. And now I pray for those you have never invited Jesus within your life. I want you to invite him now. He's standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking. And if you hear his voice today, through the unction of the Holy Spirit, you open up your heart, he will enter. So pray after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you today that your will crossed my will and I pray not my will be done but your will be done forgive me of God from all my sins and all my iniquities I believe in my heart I confess with my mouth you are the son of a living God you are my Lord you are my Savior you carried my cross you've died my death but Lord the third day you have conquered the grave. And I give you praise that you are alive so that you can live in my heart. Come and live through me, Lord. And I thank you that I am forgiven. And I give you praise that your Father is now my Father. And now I pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. And let us pray for South Africa. Father, I pray for South Africa. Yes, Jesus. It's not by might, nor by power, nor by politi politics. It's not by politics. It's by the love of Jesus Christ, by the presence and the spirit of the living God. And I thank you, Father, that oh, the Holy Spirit is sweeping over South Africa, not just with a great revival but transformation of this nation lord and lord you even is starting and bringing a great shaking our government you're bringing a great shakening lord in the heavens upon this earth you are shakening the, the lives the economics lord economical structures and i give you praise that only lord your kingdom will remain i give you praise for restoration like never before you are the father of a fatherless and i thank you god that as your church 
as a pastor, a representation of leadership, I pray that same anointing on your beard will be even on the hem of your garment. And all of us, Lord, will take up this precious responsibility and ministry of reconciliation to reconcile man back with God. And Lord, that we will become the motherly and fatherly figures, Lord, as the grace was upon Abraham, that grace will be upon your church, that we will be the father and motherly figures to the nations, Lord, to the fatherless, and that the perfect love of God will heal them, transform them, set them free, and their lives will never be the same. I declare there will be a restoration in South Africa. I declare that there will be new supernatural exploits from the Holy Spirit like Amen. never before. I declare that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus, you came to give us life, and that life more yes, abundantly. Jesus. I declare that the world is yet to see what our God can do in a country like South Africa, yes, oh Lord, Lord, what you have done in Bogota, Lord, to push out the drug cartels and let the gospel take over. I pray Thank let the Jesus. same happen in South Africa. Holy Spirit, come and take over this nation through the power of your glory and your mighty hand. Yes, and I Lord. give you praise of power. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for Hans and his family. I bless him in Jesus' name. And I give you praise for abundance upon their lives in Jesus' almighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for, for Francois, his, his beautiful wife, his, his marriage, his family, his ministry, uh, his, his local church, and his ministry to, part, to pastors around the world. I thank you, Lord, that you've raised him up for a time such as this. Thank you that he has blessed us just by being himself and, and by letting you speak through him. We have been so blessed, so encouraged. Lord, I thank you that that, that anointing will will fall on everyone who's, who's listening. The anointing of, of just being fully, completely surrendered to the will of God, to the, to the unction of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to we wanna go deeper. We want to be more of who you made us to be. And we pray that you will help us with that. And I thank you, Lord, that you will take uh, Pastor Francois' marriage, family, and ministry from glory to glory and strength to strength. And that when, when we come out of this this lockdown period, that, that there will be an explosion uh, in Rustenburg of revival and people will be flooding to, to be baptized, to be part of the spiritual family. I thank you, Lord, for the grace upon his life to spearhead a church that is really serving God and really serving the community and loving all people from all nations, all ethnos, all ethnicities, and, and that that they will be an example and that others will follow suit. Lord, I pray for wisdom. I pray for, I pray for courage in the hearts of leaders in our nation that are still worried more about their income than about being obedient, that you will break those barriers, tear down those veils, and that your grace will be upon the people in the church. That Lord, the, the, this thing of my language is more important than obedience to the word of God will, will be torn down and we will really... Just be citizens of heaven when we give our lives to Christ and live from that place, Lord. I pray for that revelation to happen across this nation in all churches, all denominations, that we will have a deeper revelation and understanding of what you mean by unity and what you mean by loving one another well as your word commands us to do. I thank you, Lord, for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so amen. much, uh, Pastor Francho. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for your time and your amazing 
passion for Jesus and the way that you minister, ministered to us today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I just want to encourage those who listen today. If you are a leader, a pastor, please um, go and, and, and email them. It's uh, Francho at his vision or offers at his vision dot zero And you can, you can connect with them and, and get those resources and, and get to even higher places, better places in your leadership as God leads you. Um, thank you so, so very much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Heinz. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you, friends. I'm going to just go say goodbye to everybody here. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. And I'm sure that you've had an amazing time as well. And, and I really just experienced the presence of God in that, in that session. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, uh, on Tuesday and Thursday, we've got more guests coming. We're speaking to Errol Naidu, an amazing man of God who's got a powerful ministry in challenging um, the media, the, the government on having healthy families and, and, and protecting our children, protecting our families, family values in this nation. And I think it's going to be an amazing conversation. And I'm also chatting to Michael Louie. He, uh, he is the guy who spearheaded this, um, this court case where we are now able to not need to be part of a political party, to stand for government. What an amazing breakthrough. What an amazing man. He's a businessman. He loves Jesus. I'm going to chat to him as well. So please join us for that. And uh, if you are married or engaged or uh, serious about getting married one day, you can also join my wife and my Let's Talk Marriage Seminar that's online. Uh, it's, we're doing our second session tonight and you can just go to Quickets and get a ticket and, and join the Facebook group and even go back and watch the uh, sessions we've done before. We would love for you to join us tonight. And on that note, thank you so much. God bless you. And know that God's love can unlock any area of your life. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.